This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. And let the church say amen. Now, I hope that you have a pen. Especially those now, those of you that don't belong to a church and you maybe not uh, used to a teaching ministry or, you know, you're just passing through and you just want to hear work. But those that belong to this ministry, I hope you have pen and paper because I want you to write these things down. I want you to make make it where you can go back through it during the year and be encouraged. And or if you get off track, you could go back and you could pick up some of these things. I didn't stay up all night for to play, and I didn't stay up all night for you not to get this. It's time to get it, amen. The first thing I want you to write down is cross over without carryover. Cross over without carryover. That's what we. That's where churches are living are. We're about to cross over, but carry over. We will not. We're not going to carry anything. We're going to cross over to a place. But God said, just encourage them how to cross over without carryover. That's so hard for people. It's so hard for people not to hold, not to let go or, or when God said, leave it, give it to me, we give half of it to him or a piece of it to him or we give it all to him and then go back and get it. And God is saying, no, cross over without carryover. That's the word. Cross over without carryover. We, God is about to do something in our midst. First of all, I say that we need to look at the 12 months. 12 months. Just, just the 12th. Let's, let's look at the 12th month. Because that's the month that we're in right now. The 12th month. Now, the number 12, in just looking and, and beginning to research something, the number 12 is a very unique number. And I was like, okay, God, well, let me, let me see exactly what this 12 is since we're in the 12th month. Now, going through the Bible, I discovered that the number 12 doesn't mark, listen, the end of something, but the beginning of something new. Something new for us, not for God. I said, the number 12 doesn't mark the end of something, but the beginning of something new. You better get that. You better get that. I'll say it again. The number 12 doesn't mark the end of something, but the beginning of something new. Let's look at some examples in the Bible. When God wanted to raise a nation for himself, which he promised Abraham, he started with the 12 tribes of, of, of Israel, the number 12. He said, I'm starting here with the, 12, with the 12 tribes of Israel. Second, Jesus at the age of 12 started teaching the elders in the temple. That would be Luke chapter 2 verse 42. I'm not, you don't have to go to them, write them down on your own time. You need to go and look at those. 
We're talking about the number 12. Number three, when Jesus wanted to start his ministry, he chose 12 disciples. Mark 3, verse 16. Number four, Jairus' daughter died at the age of 12, but Jesus raised her back to life. Mark 5 and 42. The woman with the issue of blood, she suffered for 12 years. And in that same year, she received her healing. Luke 8 and 43. After the feeding of the 5,000, what was recovered was 12 baskets. John 6 and 13. Now, I want to say to each and every one of you out there listening and those that are in the building, I don't really want to know how rough this year has been because it's been rough for everyone. I don't want that. I don't want to say how rough this year has been before the 12 months come to an end because everybody's. Everybody's all over social media. Everybody, oh, everybody's bombed out about 2020 and we just want to go on. But I don't really, I really don't want to talk about your struggles in the 12 months before this 12th month comes to an end. But I do want to prophesy to you. I know you don't know me tick for tat, but you don't have to. But this is what I want to prophesy to you. And I'm prophesying it more so to Church of the Living Water. And I want you to grab it because it is for you. I want you to get this. God said that just as Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood were celebrated, you also will be celebrated. You will be celebrated with victory over poverty, over failures that you've had, over disappointments, joblessness. And he said also that you're going to pick up every blessing from the month of January to November And your pockets and bags will be filled with it, with all of the blessings that's been just sitting there, that's been, just been wasting away because you're caught up with the struggle. And the struggle is real. But I prophesy to you that you will be celebrated. Now notice what I did not say. I did not say, I said you're going to be celebrated and you're going to have victory over poverty, failure, disappointment. But I did not say you're not going to have any. I just said you're going to have victory over them. See, a lot of times we want to say, oh, God is in, everything is going to be perfect. Nothing's going to happen. I didn't say that. I said you're going to have victory over it. I I prophesy that you're going to have victory over those things. Because surely, if you belong to God, persecution, tribulation, trials, hardships, things that are, they're going to come. 
There's no if, ands, and buts about. There is no new year that's going to come in and going to prevent those things. But God is able to give you victory in the midst of those things. So when it comes this year, you, you, that's why I want you to write it down so you can remind yourself when it does come, I have victory. See, you can get a prophecy and you can get a word, a prophetic word from God, and if it doesn't materialize or manifest the way you think it ought to, you think, well, God, she missed it or God didn't say it. But no, you have to remind yourself because as the minister said, you do have an enemy. I was telling someone today, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how we all get so caught up and off kilter about Satan. He was Lucifer. He knows God. He knows what God does. That's why he wants to keep the division. That's why he wants to divide. That's why he wants to keep trouble going. Because he knows, he knows God well, much more than a lot of God's people. If I could just keep them at odds with each other, God's not going to move because I know God. And we fall right in the trap. And so a lot of things, he, he don't have to do anything too major because we fall right into it. Uh, somebody just looked at me wrong and now I'm offended in church. And the enemy said, I just need them just like that. It don't take much because he knows God cannot move as long as you're acting a fool. So all I got to do, I don't have to do much. Just get him to act a fool because God is not moving in the midst of a heart that's not clean. Are you following me? But I prophesy to you today, before this 12 months comes to an end, God is going to already set the victory upon your life over everything that's coming. Everything, and let me tell you, things are going to come in 2021. Well, we, and why would, why should we be surprised? Haven't He been telling us all along something else is coming? And this something else is going to impact the entire world. But also His next move is coming. And we need to know that. You need to go back and study out some of those things with the number 12. We must understand that the tender love of God never ends. It's new every morning. Lamentations 3. Go there. Lamentations 3. Go there right quick. That's, that's one of them I'm going to go through. I'm not going to go through all the scriptures because we'll run out of time. But I do want, sometimes you just need to read it for yourself. And sometimes people, they act like they're going to read something and they're not, and they don't read it. And you like, you know what, I just should have went on and just read that. But this, uh, understanding about His mercies, it makes everything so much better. When you understand it, my pages are, I got a, you know how you get the new, a new Bible? And he's like, stuck. Okay. Uh, Lamentations 3, 
verses 22 and 23. We're talking about his mercies new every morning. Stuck together pages. Verse 22 reads, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. How come we don't get that? That his mercies are new every morning. Why, and, and, and you know what? And I see why the writer put great is his faithfulness after that. Because to get new mercies every morning, now, you know, just the fact that he gives us 300 million cells new every morning is enough to be thankful. It just, it just makes you, you just make you say, great is his faithfulness. Just, great is his faithfulness. Because just when you think that everything seems, that seem, you, you think that you've seen the fullest expression of God, and then another day appears. And there it is again. There it is again. A new set of mercies. Some of us are, and, and the, these new set of mercies are made manifest to us, but some of us, we can't even see them. We get so caught up in the world, we don't even understand about the mercies. We don't even get up and thank God just for the new mercies for today. It's the season and it's the reason that we must stop whatever we're doing and look back from January to December and just say thank you. You know, just say thank you. You're still here. You're healthy. Just say thank you. And this is what you need to understand. Write it down. Thank you should be our key to finishing strong. Just that two words. That's how we finish strong. Thank you, Lord, that this day, whatever it is, Brown, Whatever, this, all the months that have gone by, all the trouble, all the situations and circumstances, all of the things that are coming up, thank you, Lord. I'm finishing strong. Because why? He has you. And He's the one who has kept you. You have to look in comparison with what God has done so far in your life. This season. And then you, then that will make you understand that 2021 is loaded with even more goodness in the midst of a pandemic. In the midst of a change of administrations. In the midst of joblessness. In the midst of what sickness, disease. In the midst, God said, goodness is coming your way. When you finish strong, thank you, Lord. That's how we finish strong. Thank you, Lord. Then it's loaded up with goodness. And there's no end to his surprises. 
See, we look, we, 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 you know, people like to try to say this, uh, you know, I, I hope for, I look for the best and I hope for the, uh, you know, make all these sins. But you know what? God has surprise after surprise after surprise for you in the midst of everything going on wrong around you. Everything going on wrong that even affects you. A surprise package will appear. And you say, God, how did I get through that? I like God's surprises. I've seen them time and time again. And we have to understand that His favor is for a lifetime. It's not just for a season. If you get that, then you already know, Father, my, your favor is upon my life. Even if I miss it, your favor is lurking around me. Why? Because I thank you. And finish strong. I thank you. He said, give thanks to God in all things. Because why? That's how you finish strong. But then you have to stop and acknowledge how far he's brought you. This evening I encourage you to release an explosive praise. Not just for a new year, but just where he's brought you. An explosive thanksgiving for how great he is. You're great, God. I need my time where I can have an explosive praise. And it has nothing to do with people. It has nothing to do with streaming. It has to do a personal one-on-one with God. I like that. And see, in this ministry... We do not only teach principles, but we also teach, teach application of the principles in word and in deed. See, it's not just enough to just talk about it. Anybody can quote, but it must be done in word and deed. Application must be made. It must be in, get to a point where not only are, have the principles been taught, but now I'm making application of those principles. You've been prepared long enough to be able to make application of those principles. Because you have to look at it this way. How good is a principle? For what good is a principle? Let's think of a principle. For what good is a principle? Let's take the principles, the simple one of uh, thou should love thy neighbor as thyself. What good is that principle? Listen. If you believe correctly about that, just that, loving your neighbor as thyself, if you believe that and you apply that a principle... How are you applying it? Do you apply that principle while you're in foolishness? While you're in bondage? Are you using your resources on a dead thing and still trying to apply that principle? Then you go from saying, I'm, well, I'm making application of it. Then you go and then you need to ask yourself, but does God, does Christ agree with my application. 
Because I'm, I'm making application and doing everything else with it. But I'm walking in the Word. Anything, that's just one principle. That's just one example. But anyone, any, any application or any word that God has given and you're walking in it, how are you making application of it if you're not living properly? How is God taking it? See, you might say, I'm doing fine. I'm making application of it. I'm doing this. This is, this is working. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in what, but, and you're walking and doing everything opposite that. Ask God about that. Change your year. Cause God want to know if, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause more worthy of your time and your resources when we have people out here that are spiritually lost and you're doing everything else? Selfish. Blinded. And most of the time we're selfish and blinded by our pride. And when you're selfish and blinded by your pride, you can't see spirit, the spiritually lost. You don't, have, you don't have time to see them. You don't have time to see those that are sick in their soul. Those that are thirsty. Those that are naked and hungry. You don't have time to see that when you are walking in foolishness, when you're walking in pride, when you are saying, I'm loving my neighbor as myself, but I'm caught up with everything else. Ask God how that works with Him. We must understand that Christ was not crucified so we could enjoy the world. Just get that. If you take anything into 21, take that. God was not crucified for us to enjoy the world. Christ was crucified that we might be dead to the world. John chapter, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 7 says, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. So, see, we cannot just do... See, we all want to hear, and everybody's streaming and trying to go and see whose service is telling us all the good things God is doing. But God is trying to work on you. That's a good thing. Oh, you mean what kind of material things is He saying I'm going to get? You need to join us on Sunday morning and find out a little bit more about all of that. Write this down. Being strong speaks to strength. It does. Being strong speaks to strength. (laughs) But being courageous speaks to having a will to do more and move past whatever obstacle might be. Ooh. See, it takes you a little further. Being strong, it does. It speaks to strength. But being courageous speaks to having a will to do more and move 
past whatever the obstacle might be, somebody ought to say, God, help me to be more courageous. See, we want strength, and God said, I need you courageous. Remember, he told, he told Joshua, be courageous. He said, yeah, be strong in the Lord of God, but you must be courageous, because you got something coming. See, strong is fine, but if something's coming that's stronger than you, you're going to need courage to stand. I'll say it again. Being courageous speaks to having a will to do more and move past whatever the obstacle is. So in saying that, then we must have reflections. We need to reflect back on some things. So write reflections down. In reflection, we have to overcome every justification for bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. God has already dealt with us about this and he's back with it. He said, tell them they have to overcome Every justification. Stop trying to justify bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. Church, you need to understand this. Forgiveness is an act of faith and grace. I said forgiveness is an act of faith and grace. Now listen. It may not erase the memory of the event, but it will eliminate the pain. Ooh. It may not erase the actual, the memory of what happened, but it eliminates the pain. If you want to be a free vessel, eliminate, overcome every justification to keep this in your life. Stop feeling entitled that you, you know, they did it to me so I, it, I have a right to hold on to this. That's justifying being in unforgiveness. God's not blessing that ever. God said in 2021, as it was in 2020, as it was in 2019, as it was in 2018, as it was... There's going to be dark times. There are going to be dark times. I know, I know people are saying this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And, you know, I'm not trying to find... This word is encouraging. Because it's truth. And even though there's a global darkness over our country, over in, in, in a lot of, for some of you, over your lives, and it's been that way from year after year. In 2020, it, it's, it's been that way. But God said, but tell them, I've already prepared a light in Goshen for my people. There's going to be a light in Goshen. Just as I was with them, I'm going to be with you. So no matter how dark it gets, 
how this seems like, oh my God, this is going to happen, that. God said, that's why I am the light. I'll always have a light in Goshen for my people. Don't sweat it. See, you're getting excited about the wrong thing. This is the stimulus. You want a little $600? This will get you more. You're excited about a stimulus, a $600. What you got to do? Okay, fine, you get $600. Or you get $2,000. You're stimulated for one month. Because February is coming. But child, you need this light and go from January, February, March, April, May. And you don't need Congress messing with the light and go from. You don't need no senators and you don't need anything, any politics messing with this light. And you want a darn stimulus check. Hey, enjoy it. Spend it. But no, that's not your help. That's not your help. And for those of you that are believers and you get it, just bitter, but no, that's not your help. The light in Goshen. Because whatever darkness come around, you get, the light is going to keep you where you're able to see the path. It takes light. And I want to caution you about something. Because it seems to be very prevalent among God's people. And it seems to be very prevalent among believers as a whole. And those of you at Church of Living Water, I want to caution you now. See, get these things done. The one thing God said, tell them to leave. Get it. Crush it. Don't leave it nowhere. Crush it. Legalism. Write the word down. Oh, we played the game. Let, well, let me give you a definition of what legalism is, and then you'll see how you played it. Legalism is the search for innocence, not forgiveness. It's a systematic process of defending self, explaining self, exalting self justifying self. Legalists are obsessed with self, not God. You will always be defeated in this arena because Satan is a master in it. God said, I don't want my people operating in legalism. I'll say it again. It is a search for innocence, not forgiveness. It's a systematic process of defending self, explaining self, exalting self, justifying self. And legalists are always obsessed with self, not God. They are legalists, legal, a person that's operating in legalism, they always, they always got a reason why they do what they did. Well, I only did it because legalism, you're going to be defeated every time. 
You just stepped in the arena. Let me. You just stepped in the arena of darkness without the Goshen light. You went away from the Goshen light and stepped into darkness. You will be defeated. You don't play the legal game with God or God's people. No. That's why I'm not impressed when people come and try to tell me this, that, and the other, and they got all the kudos for themselves. I listen to you, but I'm thinking in my head, you're almost, you're almost legal. You're getting into legalism because make sure you write that down so you can go back and look at it so you can check yourself. And no, you will not win against the enemy in that arena. Did you hear me? You will not. You will not win in that arena. He won't let you. Because he'll have you tied up. And it's all about self, all about making your excuses. If we would spend more time, well, this is what we usually do. We really spend more time thinking than thanking. See, that's our problem. We use all our time thinking instead of thanking God. Instead of thanking for everything, thanking Him for everything He's doing, everything that He's done. And when we do more thinking than thanking, then our faith, our love, our joy will sometimes be spent in discouragement. See, it, it, it damages all of that. It, it, it's spent on just discouragement. All of a sudden you, oh, I don't know why, I just, hmm... Uh, yeah. Mm. You've been you've been thinking more than you've been thanking God. You have a noisy head. You overthought it. So you can't overthinking overthinking God, but you can overthink. And then it messes with your joy, your faith, your love. And you find out you're very discouraged. Not only are you discouraged, you find out you're in confusion. You find out you're in unbelief. What you say you believe, you don't really know if you really believe that. Write this down. Again, I'll say it again, and I'm looking you straight in the eye. I did not stay up all night to play. I did not stay up all night for you to just come and say, what time is it? Because see, I know Christians love to get in that bed early. But you better get this before you go to sleep. Write it down. Our feelings do not verify reality. The Word of God does. 
Get outside. Get out of your feelings. Our feelings do not verify reality. The Word of God does. Give thanks to in all circumstances. Why? Because the reality is God's Word. Not our feelings. Our feelings will make us not want to do things. Our feelings will get, and the enemy get in our head, and then we'll get in our own head, and we're all caught up in our feelings and getting emotionally charged. But that does not constitute reality or verify. The Word of God does that alone. The Word of God doesn't need any help. So give thanks in all circumstances. Now listen to me closely, because it's very important. Today is 2020 comes to a, I just like to say a close. We need to make up in our minds to spend the rest of the days, our days, coming up in 2021. Make it up in your mind. I need to pursue, the, pursue God. I need to pursue Christ. I need to pursue the Holy Spirit. So that the purpose of the scriptures can be fully fulfilled in my life. I must pursue Christ. The Holy Spirit. God, I must pursue that. So that the purpose of the scriptures can be fully fulfilled in my life. As we move forward or ahead, the world will be filled with more manipulations. See, it's already here. Didn't God say something else is coming? It's, all, I'm, it's on the horizon. It's all over. And it's just moving. And it's itching in. And one day we're going to look up and say, oh my God, it was here. Because you know how um, you can, you can uh, I think it's like, like at the, the tower in San Antonio, if you go eat there, the top, it moves. I think they have one in Dallas too, where when you're eating dinner, you're, you're rotating around, but you can't feel it. It's just when you look out the window, you see another view. And all the time you've been, it's just slowly rotate around. You don't even feel, you just, that's how, that, that's how it is. See, with what's coming next, it's, it's, it's just been itching in. And when, it, when we look up, it's going to be a whole nother view. And say, oh my God, when did that, what? Seems like that happened overnight. It didn't. It was moving the whole time. Well, it's been moving since God has told us that it was coming. It's on the horizon. Listen. As we moved... Ahead, the world will be filled with more manipulation, more virus talks, vaccinations. It, don't look for it to stop. It's not. Is this the life you want where it's all caught up in that? If you don't, you better seek God now. You better find time to seek God now. God has shown it to me. 
And he said, the next, my next move is going to be similar to the early church move of the Holy Spirit. Similar. People are going to start getting saved. And the power of God will be manifested. That's why you better be rooted and grounded, settled and established. But remember in that time it was a great persecution. It's going to be similar. And many were killed. And remember even in the midst of uh, uh, that, uh, Stephen was being stoned. But he had the peace of God in the midst of that. And his love flowed all the way through him. And it cast off fear from him. He was like, forgive him. Well, God said, tell them they too, like Stephen, have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. It brings to my mind Paul and Silas in prison. And the joy was such for them that they began to sing hymns and praise God. And in the middle of the storm, I like to say get in the eye of the storm and rest. Because God is the one that knows where the rain and the hell and the wind and all of it is stored. So if a storm comes in your life, get in the eye and rest instead of trying to outrun the storm. Now, any storm fighter tell you, you can't outrun run a storm. Then you have to get up under, you're going to have to get up under the byways and the highways trying to hide. Because you're, you're trying to outrun the storm. No, get in the eye and have peace. There's nothing better than, than getting in the eye of the storm of the one that knows where everything is stored. But I like Paul and Silas. They begin to sing hymns, praises in the middle of the storm. Why, why do we not know and understand that we have the same spirit they have? They, the same spirit they had, we have. It's not different. But when a, when a believer is truly grounded in Christ, when he abides in the presence of of the Father, all his fears leave. You don't fear death. You don't fear what's going on in society. You, I mean, you don't act like it doesn't exist, but you don't fear it. There are so many people walking around in fear. God's people. God said, I don't want, there's no such place in the heart of my people that they should walk around with such fear. God said, I will not leave you alone. We can quote it, but do we believe it? When trouble comes. He did it back then and he will do greater things now. He said it. Greater things now. He does not change. Understand that. Our Heavenly Father is more than able and will do it. We must seek more of Him 
for the times ahead because something else is on the horizon in every area and it's going to affect every area of your life. But he's just telling you now, when it comes, I don't want you in fear because I'm not going to leave you. I've given you a light in Goshen in the midst of it. But now when you see it come, you have to stand your ground. Don't try to outrun it. Say, so, oh, the storm is here. Let me get in the eye. If one thing 2020 should have taught us is this, <laughs> you better be ready. You better be ready for anything, including death. Did you hear me? If it's nothing, that if it's anything that 2020 should have taught us is that we had better be ready for anything. Remember I said it, including death. See, some of you are going to have to get this out of your head. Even in the teaching on the tithe and, 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 and even pastor's compensation or, or giving in the offerings or things that we want to do about the, uh, do around the church. This is, God, I'm telling you, uh, this is the way God speaks to me, so whether you like it or not. Some of you see God as your pimp. You believe you can go sell your body to the world? Do all kind of worldly things. Sell yourself to your job for money and then give God the tenth percent of your wages. And then you actually believe that God don't care where the money comes from. So if I'm out there doing that, if I'm out there doing whatever I need to do just to make it, as long as I give God His part. As long, you know, God is okay as long as He get paid. See, that's pimp mentality. Like I'm just out there and I'm gonna do all of this to get it. And long as I pay my tithes, He's good because I I gave Him His money. That's pimp mentality. And He don't want your 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 pimp money, your hustling money, your sinful activity money, like God needs money. But see, that's your mentality. That's what's keeping you deceived. You think I can do anything I want to, I tithe. I can do anything I want to, I give. I gave God His portion of the money. Repent. Because the wages of sin is death. Repent from that foolishness. Get that mentality out that you think I can do anything I want as long as I give something to the church. I gave in pastor's compensation, so God, then you good. We're good, right, God? That's what whores do to pimps. They give them their portion. God's not your pimp. And God don't need your money. And I say this to you, and especially those of Church of Living Water, 
if you really want to send fear up the spine of Satan, make this year your year to come into knowledge, operate in wisdom, get the knowledge of the truth in all aspects of your life. And then make practices in your church. Be faithful in your church. If now, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what God is saying. You say you want all of this, but it's more to it than just mouthing something. God wants to do so much more. Make it your, make, I'm telling you, don't let anything stop you from gaining the knowledge of the Word of God in every area of your life. Put it into practice. Don't let anyone stop you from that. Hunger and thirst after that. God wants to do more. You need to say this out loud. My present condition is not my final conclusion. I don't care what you're in. I peeped my hand today because I couldn't wait. But you need to understand that somebody needs to hear that. My present condition is not my final conclusion. And because it's not, I can be, I can, I can just, just be peaceful, thankful. I can be encouraged. I can say, Father, I get it. No matter what I'm going through. No matter what. I, because let me tell you. in the If it's not this year or next year. the year, Something is going to come down the pike. But let it come down the pike with you pursuing God. With you relentlessly pursuing God. Pursuing His Word. Pursuing everything that he's said and growing and developing in it and walking in it and being encouraged in it and saying, it doesn't matter. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to stop with that mentality and think if I give something that God, you know, that I've done something for God, I got to get that away from me. I want to be all God has called me to be. So it's time for repentance. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to say, God, this is what I want to do. I want to leave you with a conviction. See, everybody, I believe all the ministers, all everybody was looking for a special word to give to their congregation to make them happy. For 2021, I want, to, I want a word that's going to make you convicted. To do what's right. And that ought to make you happy. Because if you died in your sin now without a chance to let that conviction set in so you can repent. I'm not looking to excite you. I'm not here. We're not that type of ministry. We're interested in you understanding the principles of God, the Word of God, walking in it. And and if you fail, you get up and you keep going until you walk it out. 
You keep going. You don't get and waddle in it and say, I knew I couldn't do it. You can do it. Get up and say, I can do this in 2021. Again, it's new to us. I mean, to us, it's not new to God. It's a continuation of what God said. God said, application time. All of my people that I've been preparing, application time is upon you. It's on the horizon. Everything is about to break forth. And where are my people that I've called to righteousness? That I've called to the front line. That's not afraid. That understand about a light and go trip. Even though they might have... See, some of you think, God can't be ready to use me. It's too much darkness in my life right now. But he just told you he's got... He's, do you belong to him? He always have a light in Goshen for his people. Maybe yours is dim, but guess what? You can go get in the mix. Get in the mix. Get, pursue him and watch it lighten up. It'll get bright. Pursue. God, I want to pursue you. God, I want all that you have for me. God, I'm not going to be caught up in traps and triangles and entangled with this world system and what it's trying to get me to do, to get me off course, to get me away from what you're calling me. God, I don't want it. I want to be in your purpose. Because it's going to come a time this year you're going to need that victory in that dark place. And when that dark place comes, you're going to, in the midst of it, you'll say, but I know that light in Goshen is right here. It's right here. Come what may, that light in Goshen will keep me. It will keep me in all things. God is faithful. This is a new year. I can't believe it's 2021, but it is. It's about to be 2021. We have about eight minutes, and it'll be 2021. And you have to come into a realization that it's not about a resolution. It's about saying, this is my, this, you know what, this is who I am. This is who I am. It's not what I'm not. I don't want to come every year and start. No, I, this is just who I am, Lord. And God chisels some more stuff off me. Just make me better. Just make me better, Lord. But I, I'm right with you. I'm in right standing with you. But I know there's some things that need to be chiseled away. I know some things. I, I know things that you know things about me that I don't even know about myself. And you know some things that I do know about myself. And I need you, Lord, to help me chisel it away. So that I can walk in 2021 and I can be used by you. Because not only that that's coming and something else is coming, but his next move is right with it. And he needs his people where they need to be in this time, in this season. But God is a faithful God. He's a true God. He's a God of strength and power. And so are we. So I want to wish you, first of all, a very, very great new year. And just know it's new for you. 
but great. Pursue these things. Go back and understand. Say, Father, I've seen all these twelves. What does that mean? You know, you need something to invest in. You need to, you need to go and look up some things for yourself. And, 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 and do it all. God said, tell them that I'm taking you all to higher heights. Higher heights is where we're going this year. Higher heights. Even with the streaming. Higher heights. We got people in prison waiting on us. Higher heights. It's coming our way. We don't have time for, you know, we don't have time for anybody that want to play ministry. We want people that are serious about the things of God. There's a lot of things out there I've been watching. It's so, so many different religions that are popping up and things that are popping up and people that's getting caught up in it. These are truly are the last days. Oh, they've been saying that. Well, it says that in the Bible too. It said you would say that. It said you would say that. Thank you for always proving the scriptures correct. This is the beginning of our woes. So we need to be in place. Because everything is changing. Everything is changing. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.